As we all knew already, but are now rediscovering within the context of a baseball season, there is no such thing as zero risk when it comes to COVID-19. Take the Philadelphia Phillies as an example. The Phillies were busy preparing to play a game at home last Sunday. Meanwhile, their opponents, the Miami Marlins, learned of three positive COVID tests that morning. On top of one other positive they found out about two days earlier. Yet the game was played with the apparent blessing of both the Marlins and Major League Baseball. The next day, news came out that nearly a dozen additional Marlins had tested positive. Two days after that, it hit the Phillies. In the air to right field, there's number two, and it's a long one into the second deck. First, their visiting clubhouse attendant, and then a day later, one coach and one other staff member. Citizens Bank Park is now shut down. The Phillies, who had already had four games with the Yankees postponed as a precautionary measure, now have seen their weekend series with the Blue Jays postponed as well. Now what? I'm Dan Schulman, and this is a Swing and a Belt. Robin smokes deep to center field, out toward our vantage point. Not good that he hit a home run, but I was able uh-huh. to catch it. Tom McCarthy has been the TV voice of the Phillies for the past 13 seasons. And like me, Tom now has the weekend off. It's not what we thought we would be talking about today. How you doing, Tom? I'm doing okay, Dan. Yeah, it's been weird, you know, just even having the the few days off before our series was supposed to begin uh, was kind of strange. You know, you kind of get started and then you have to pull back and, you know, you don't know who you're preparing for. I have a lot of notes on the New York Yankees that I had uh, ready to go for this week's series against them. <laughs> I may rent those from you for you uh, can for have them, Blue yeah. Jays play the Yankees. <laughs> yeah. Uh, at the exact time that Tom and I are taping this, actually, Blue Jay broadcasters and Phillies broadcasters had agreed to do a group Zoom call so we could help each other out with each other's teams because we don't have all that person-to-person contact. But obviously, that is gone right now. And it's funny what you said because when Buck Martinez and I were doing the Blue Jays game, uh, the last game of their series with the Nationals, we knew at that point there wouldn't be the series with the Phillies. And we were like really melancholy when we walked out of our studio knowing that there wasn't going to be baseball over the weekend. And really, who knows when it's going to start up again? I think that's a good way of putting it, melancholy, because I think we all felt that way. You know, we've had this text chain going with us Phillies broadcasters, and it's been quite humorous, but in a lot of ways, it's been quite sad just because of the inability to to kind of get things rolling. Friday and Saturday seemed to be, you know, everything seemed to be moving well. The three weeks uh, summer camp was good. I was at the ballpark a bunch of times and everything was coordinated exceptionally well. But I think it shows just how contagious this virus is and has been, even if for a lot of us, even if we don't have firsthand knowledge of it, I think we kind of do now, even from a little distance to see how fast it went through the Marlins clubhouse. But we kind of felt the same way. We joked about it a little bit, but we also, from a serious standpoint, you know, scratched our heads wondering, well, when will we get a chance to get back at it again and hopefully do it in a healthy way? So set the scene for me. You're doing the Sunday game against the Marlins, and every broadcast crew is doing a different thing. For your home games, are you physically at the ballpark when you call the games? Yeah, we're at home for everything. Uh, We're in our booth at Citizens Bank Park for home and road games. So we were at the ballpark on Sunday. Okay, so it's an hour or two before the game. What, if anything, did you know about the three additional positive tests that apparently the Marlins became aware of that morning? 
Well, we had not been aware of three positive tests uh, about two hours before the game. You know, we were invited by the Marlins each day to listen into Don Mattingly's press conference. So we were all set to listen to his press conference on Zoom. And we waited and waited and waited. And we wondered, did we miss it? In reality, we didn't. 40 minutes after it was scheduled to start, the PR representative for the Marlins, who did a really good job the whole weekend, came on and said, no press conference today. Don Mattingly will address the media after the game. And at that point, we had heard rumblings that there were a few other players or a few other people in the traveling party that had tested positive. I actually had called my wife and said, I don't think we're going to play today. And only because of the knowledge that Jorge Alfaro had already tested positive and had flown on the plane, unbeknownst to him, he was positive, but flown on the plane from Atlanta to Philadelphia, found out on Friday morning when he was in Philadelphia that he had tested positive, was immediately put on the injured list and quarantined through all the protocol that Major League Baseball had put together. So I just assumed that we wouldn't play Sunday only because you want to make sure that you you tamp this down as we've come to find out. We wound up playing, we wound up losing. Uh, and then after the game is when Don you know, discussed affirmatively that the starting pitcher who had been scratched had apparently tested positive and several other players. So we weren't sure what it was going to mean moving forward. I think like a lot of us, we woke up the next day still thinking we were going to play the Yankees, but then realized as things were mushrooming that there was a pretty good chance that we weren't going to play that day. Mm-hmm. Some reports I've seen, Tom, claim that the Marlins kind of had the Phillies sign off on this, that the Marlins told the Phillies Sunday morning, here's what we're dealing with. We're still okay to play. Are you still okay to play? Do you have any confirmation of that from the Phillies? You know, side? I don't, Dan. I do know that Joe Girardi said the next morning that in, in hindsight that they probably shouldn't have played, but I don't know if that's true. My feeling through the whole thing, I don't know how you feel about this, and, and, and it could have been this way, and we just don't know, that it probably should have been somebody else other than the Marlins and the Phillies that decided whether the game should have been played or not. And, and I think that's where, you know, that's where the issues are concerning, is that I think that if somebody else could have come up with the decision in Major League Baseball sense, it probably would have been a better way to go at it. But I don't know if that's true as, as far as the Phillies signing off on it. Uh, I do know that, you know, what Joe, paraphrasing what Joe said on Monday morning, that in reality, they probably shouldn't have played. Right. And, and I think we're seeing as this as this situation evolves and others develop, I think we're seeing Major League Baseball get more involved more quickly and with more caution. And unfortunately, it was too late to deal with this one. And again, for people out there, we in the media have very limited access to the teams for obvious reasons right now. So we don't know as much about what they're feeling. But do you have a sense, Tom, are the Phillies angry at the Marlins right now? Is there some sort of you know, resentment with the fact that it has just thrown the Phillies' schedule into complete chaos? I haven't talked to anybody about it. Uh, I have texted with a couple of players about you know, just the frustration you know, that, that they're going through, and they are frustrated about it. But nothing's been sort of posed toward the Marlins. I think that all of us have, I mean, we have to, after four months, had a pretty good idea of how, how contagious this, this virus was and still is, but I'm not sure because the Phillies totally understood it because they had an issue in Clearwater, you know, uh, about four weeks ago, and they saw how careful they needed to be around this. But I don't think that they, I haven't talked to anybody to, to know that they've, they feel any ill will toward the Marlins. I think that if Major League Baseball's investigation finds that something happened in Atlanta that shouldn't have happened, then I think all of baseball is probably going, and all of sports is probably going to 
uh, feel that way toward the Marlins. Right. And for those who don't know what, what Tom is talking about is the Marlins were in Atlanta for exhibition games before they went to Philadelphia. And there are reports, maybe some players went out and that is where they may have contracted the virus. Major League Baseball is conducting an investigation as we speak, but we don't have any further details at this point. So from a baseball perspective, I mean, you play a few games and then you're shut down for a week. How disruptive is this? And what have the Phillies been doing all week? I think it's really disruptive, Dan. I mean, there are two pitchers in our starting rotation that haven't pitched yet, in Jake Arrieta and Zach Eflin. I think that's one of the big things. But for one day, the Phillies worked out because they had no positive tests. So they were doing sort of inter-squad games uh, at the ballpark. But when they came down, when one of the coaches and one of the clubhouse personnel came down with a positive test after uh, the testing took place on consecutive days, the whole stadium, as you said, during your open was totally shut down. So there's not much they can do at this point. You know, the whole complex is shut down. They have fields that are about about 200 yards away that they utilize on what they call FDR Park that are shut down as well. So right now it's it's really nothing. I know a lot of guys have tees and areas to work out in their home, but that's about it. And I think that's also part of this is that the rest of the teams in the league, if you if you go past the virus, are going to have at least nine, if not ten games under their belt, while the Phillies and the Marlins and, and other teams have, well, in the Phillies' case, just three games under their belt. So, competitively, it will be interesting if the Phillies are able to play on Monday against the Yankees, if they can get things back you know, to where they want it to be. Yeah. And I would think not only are there some guys who are in their homes and maybe only have whatever they can muster up in their garage or their backyard, but I would imagine there are some players maybe, you know, a little bit younger, don't have family yet. It's a short season. They might have just decided to stay in a hotel in Philadelphia and well, they're basically they back into quarantine. Yeah, they could have. And that's true. And, you know, particularly for those that do have family members, they don't want to expose them any more than they already have. So, you know, it's tough. I mean, it, it is. It, it, and, you know, we're watching the NBA and the NHL sort of get rolling in their their little bubbles. I mean, the NBA more of a bubble than the NHL. And it's hard because you knew this wouldn't go 60 games smoothly, that there was going to be a speed bump or two uh, at some point. The hard part is, is that the speed bump occurs four days after the season begins. That's the real tough part for Major League Baseball to kind of to tamp it down. It's down the list of things to worry about now. But if they can get the season completed, whatever that means... Let's say the Nationals play 60 games, and let's say the Phillies play 53. And that could happen. And let's say the Nationals beat the Phillies out for the last playoff spot by a half game. If the Phillies had the ability to play those seven games, if they go four and three, now they're in a tie with the Nationals, but they may not have the ability to play those games. And I understand health and safety is by far the most important thing. But just from an integrity standpoint, there are so many questions that I think could come up later in the year that are that are really complicated and nobody knows how to deal with them yet. No, I agree with you on that. I mean, to, to me, you know, the winning percentage part of it may, you know, may be utilized at some point. I mean, we've already seen, you know, the idea of doubleheaders being seven innings now each game instead of nine innings. So ch- changes are happening on the fly. And I think that's the the biggest thing that everybody has to have is an open mind you know, as we go through this. And I I think if you get past the virus and everybody is healthy and able to play, then I do think you still have to, at the end of the year, say, okay, it's one of those things. I really do. 
And maybe that's an obtuse way of looking at it from my standpoint, but I really think you have to look at it that way, that unfortunately, this is the way it is for this year. But the game was able to get on and were able to get to the postseason, even if for some reason there are teams that played less games that, that didn't qualify. I think for the greater good of the game, but even beyond that, for people getting some normalcy back in the swing of things, I think that's the important part. Mm-hmm. The Phillies are scheduled to play in Miami next week, Tuesday through Thursday. Do you think the players will feel comfortable going down to Miami and playing the Marlins? I don't. Uh, I, and we had heard reports, and you know, as I said before, that, that that they're hoping to play on Monday against the Yankees. I can't tell you that it was definitively confirmed, but it looked like they weren't going to go to Miami and they were going to play the Yankees in the four game series that they were supposed to play this week. And, and that was according to Aaron Boone, you know, so he, he kind of let the cat out of the bag a little bit on Wednesday or Thursday that, that, that was going to be the case. Now that's still up in the air, but I can't see them going to Miami to play. I really can't. I, I wonder out loud whether major league baseball was going to ask the Marlins or try to find a place for the Marlins. If everybody comes back uh, negative, find a place for the Marlins to play much like, you know, you guys are playing in Buffalo that eventually they'll find another place to play than go back to Miami because the mayor of Miami Dade has said that if it were him and the Marlins came back, they'd have to quarantine for 14 days before he would allow them to play a game. And maybe the same happens with the Phillies. If they can't get back to citizens bank park, do they go to Lehigh Valley and play in their AAA facility where that that's their alternate camp now? I don't know. I mean, I, it's going to be an interesting weekend, I think, to, to see what happens uh, with both the Phillies and with the Marlins. I guess in a season with no fans and a universal DH and a runner at second and extra innings and seven <laughs> inning doubleheaders, no, nothing should surprise us anymore, huh? No, no, <laughs> no, nothing should surprise. I, and, you know, and again, trying to keep his open mind an open mind as possible through the whole thing. Yeah. Let me wrap up with this. You've got two sons who are involved with baseball. How has this impacted them? Well, for my oldest guy, he's our AAA broadcaster. So it's impacted him immensely. But I, I think he, he's got a really good attitude about the whole thing is that, and I wish I was this way when I was 25 years old, you know, it's out of his control. So he's trying to do as many things as possible to try to keep himself busy and keep himself sharp as a broadcaster while also working at a golf course to kind of keep busy and to make some extra money. And, you know, since it's our alternate site, they are doing inter-squad games. So he's going to go up and do a couple of those, which I'm happy about just to, you know, kind of get him out. And my other son is playing independently baseball. His league, the American Association, is only playing with six teams this year, and his team is not one of them. So he had to find another place to play. So, you know, strange as it sounds... Well, you and I were supposed to do games this weekend between the Phillies and the Blue Jays. The fact that they're not playing gives me an opportunity to go watch him play on Friday and Saturday night. And that's a blessing to me because I don't get a chance to see him play too much. So he's going to be 23 this weekend and, and hoping that this will still lead to something uh, and, you know, just trying to stay sharp more than anything else. But, the, you know, this has impacted him and Patrick the, the same way it's impacted a lot of people in the States and around the world. And you kind of have to just roll with it. 
Yeah, I think it's that age group, that kind of 18 to 25 age group that I feel the most sorry for, to be yeah. honest with you. I mean, yeah. it's, you know, old guys like you and me, we'll figure it out. And, you know, maybe we have a, the options are a little bit better. But when you're just at the outset of life and your career and your dreams and to have everything put on hold for a year and you're you're probably not as wired to be patient at that age as, as old people like us are, I feel for them. So I'm glad both your sons are, are uh, managing as best as they can. Yeah, it, they've been good. And I think we've hopefully had an impact on them because they've seen how my wife and like how both of us have really handled it. And I think they realize that their friends are in the kind of the same boat. So they're, they're there to support each other in so many ways. And I think that's a good thing. Well, if all goes well, the Blue Jays and Phillies will play three games against one another in September, or who knows, they could play six games against one another with three consecutive <laughs> seven-inning doubleheaders, but let's pencil each other in for a Zoom call on that Friday and hope for the best. That would be awesome. I mean, that would be awesome, and it would be even better when we get a chance to see each other instead of doing it on those Zoom calls. <laughs> Absolutely. Tom, I appreciate this. Uh, stay safe. Good luck to you, and hope the Phillies get back on the field soon. All right, Dan. Thank you. I appreciate it. Our thanks to my friend Tom McCarthy, the TV voice of the Phillies, for shedding some light on what that team is going through right now. Again, it all started with the Marlins outbreak, but the Phillies really are one of six different teams that have been impacted to one degree or another by the Marlins outbreak. Hopefully, it can be contained reasonably well. Hopefully, baseball can get back to some semblance of normalcy, whatever normalcy means here in 2020. A Swing and a Belt is produced by Christian Ryan. I'm Dan Schulman. want to say thanks for listening. Uh, if you are so inclined, subscribe. We'd love to hear from you. And we hope you'll join us again next time for some more baseball talk. Until then, stay safe.